the Ensley What If Insurance Podcast, where we have in-depth discussions with everyone from apprentices and university leavers to board members and CEOs and ask them what if to help demystify the insurance industry, making it easy to understand how and why you might want to pursue a career in insurance. What did you think you were going to be or want to be when you were growing up? From a very young age, I just wanted to be a sportsman, if I'm honest with you. I'm still looking at a sport I could get to the Olympics in. Still, (laughs) curling, I still think, is a viable option for me. I'll watch out for a Howden Curling Club. Absolutely. Coming along. I started a Howden Pickleball team for the first time. (laughs) I think the merging of your interests with your career is something that this industry and this company specifically allows you to do. Is there a kind of common myth about the insurance industry? It's an old boys industry and it's all kind of old school tie stuff. I think that's long gone. What's the kind of advice that you would give to people around 18? Be brave and be confident in your um, you know, your assertion of, of, of where your skills lie. If you're anything like me, you haven't got a clue what you wanted to do. So why not try something and, and, and see if it appeals? And why insurance? Why is it a good industry to be getting into? It's not a one job. You must be a broker. I mean, the opportunities we have now with... Hi everyone, today we're talking to Mark Colgate, the Managing Director of casualty of the Casualty Division at Howden Specialty, who's been working within the Casualty Division for over 20 years and has supported on multiple fundraising events over that time. We'll be discussing Mark's career in insurance the, and his interest in sport especially and fundraising and how that intertwines with, with what he does at Howden. So thank you for joining us, Mark. Thanks for having me. Great. So just to, we'll start off by get, getting a little bit of background, getting to know you a little bit better. Um, thinking back to school, pre any of your career, where did you? Where are you from? Where did you go to school? What was your favourite subject? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I had a favourite subject. So that's going to be quite hard to say. Uh, but I was at school down in um, Surrey, and uh, for me, school was just a kind of ancillary to sport really going on during the day. So it was how quickly lessons could finish and I could get out. So um, the fact that you can bring a little bit of that into your work life is is yeah. is definitely appealing. That's great. What kind of sports were you playing? Anything that I could. So rugby, cricket, football, um, golf, swimming, everything really. Do you have a favourite sport now? Probably golf and uh, sorry, not golf, uh, rugby and cricket. I think probably the two favourite now. So for cricket, you're enjoying current the ashes is amazing yeah. yeah the ashes is amazing so i think it's what ben stokes has done of, of actually appealing to um, i mean i use the example of my 10 year old daughter wants to watch a test match as does my wife which previously they didn't so that's got to be good to to widen the appeal of of the game absolutely and the women's cricket as well is just rising in in popularity too and you're starting to get much more young women into cricket too which is great i think all uh sports for you know for for women and young girls particularly i think you know you've got professional netball hockey you know the days of rounders uh are long gone and i think it's it's very inspiring for for the young girls out there that actually they've got somewhere to take the sport absolutely and the women's world cup for football this summer yeah let's hope england do quite well the lionesses uh need to follow up their european championship yeah. win with a big win there right it's just the us that i think is the is the big issue quite powerful yeah quite powerful so when you were when you were eighteen, what were you doing? Where were you at? Uh, I went off to University of Manchester, um, somewhat centred around the support of my football team. 
not the, necessarily the degree that I was chasing, bit of both. But uh, yeah, so I went off to Manchester and, and lived up there for three years doing history and economics. Um, like a lot of degrees, I don't think particularly vocational in terms of the of the career that you're going to choose after that. But um, great time. Yeah. Very, very enjoyable city. I was at Manchester as well. Oh, there you go. It's great. Again, not really there for the for the subject, more for the for the city, Correct. I would say. Good city. Yeah, very good. Um, what did you think you were going to be or want to be when you were growing up? Uh, from a very young age, I just wanted to be a sportsman, if I'm honest with you. Everything else, um, you, and obviously as you grow up and you get to university, you realise actually that's not going to happen, so then you explore other options. But I was, you know, a very unsure graduating out of university what I wanted to do I mean I knew I had a good degree um, but I was exploring law and I was exploring accountancy and management consultancy and um, like most people in this building I uh, fell into insurance via some work experience that actually was really enjoyable and I thought actually I could you know Mm. this is something I could combine a bit of sport and, and and have a serious career out of it so so it's quite early on you were thinking, how can I get sport involved in what I'm doing here? Uh, yes, and it, it appeared to um, offer that flexibility, actually, where, you know, if you're a lawyer and, and there wasn't a lot of flexibility in your hours or, or the kind of the projects you were working on, um, insurance seemed to be a little more social, which appealed to me as a 21-year-old not knowing what he wanted to do. Absolutely. And, yeah, a little bit more ability to incorporate it potentially in a professional sense obviously insurance stretches across sport as well um but yeah and also personally being able to did you have an idea of what kind of sportsman you wanted to be or just anything it, it, I, i'm yeah, i think um i'm still looking at a sport i could get to the olympics in yeah. still so uh uh you know curling i still think is a viable option for me as, as a you know someone at my age um i guess you know i gravitated to ones I was slightly better at mm. um, which is um, probably rugby and, and maybe a little bit of cricket but uh, you know you, you as you grow up you realise actually the margins for that top are pretty slim so yeah. you work out it is just a pipe dream well that's a bit of a shame I, I watch out for a Howden curling club absolutely coming along I started a Howden pickleball team for the first time <laughs> I've heard pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the US exactly. in the US yeah and uh, I took a team out to Kansas City last year for a charity event for a client, um, we, we supported their charity then, and uh, six of us had never played pickleball, didn't know the rules, and we turned up and made the semi-finals. That's Brilliant, amazing. Huh? Yeah, it's good. That's really good. I've heard it's very fun. It is good, good fun. Yeah. Cross between table tennis and tennis. So it's a yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, I'll see it hitting London soon. So thanks to you. Definitely. I'm guessing. That's great. And so, how did you get? You said. You mentioned about doing work experience. Were you do, where were you doing work experience and what was the process for you to decide that you might want to work in this industry? So uh, I got a week's worth uh, of week of work experience and frankly all I was doing was organising people's meetings and, and doing some presentations in sending faxes in those days. Uh, but I obviously was somewhat useful because a week turned into two weeks, turned into three weeks and at the end of it, the the managing director, who at those days was smoking like a chimney in the office, um, decided that uh, that you know I, I would fit in. So he he asked me to start on the Monday. I said, well, the problem is I've uh, I'm on a rugby tour to Sri Lanka, so I need to do that first. And he said, okay, well, how long is that? Two weeks. 
I guess you'll need some some beer money for that. So he he gave me five hundred pounds there and then. Said I'll see you in two weeks. That's so, a good start. You already you knew that you could be able to balance the two pretty well. Off. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And um, did you? Was it a decision? Were you ever thinking that you might want to work in a different industry, or from the off, have you kind of did, thought that insurance was the right area to be in for you? Yes, I, I don't think I've had any second doubts or any any doubts since I started. I think what's been uh, incredible for me really is I guess how my role has changed mm. as, as you know through this company in 20 years at, at, at this place um, and you start off obviously as a as a you know, bottom of the ladder and, and, and you, you do more of what you're good at um, but then you know as, as probably we'll get into today about reflecting on different things that you can do within a business that isn't necessarily what you're hired to do so yeah. You know, my role in in the casualty division is one thing, but actually, how I can support the business through charitable events, um, be that sport or otherwise, I think is 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 great. So, this business, Howden, has has expanded massively in the course of the last few years, and so that does lead plenty of um, of my colleagues to be able to do things that they weren't hard to do, and and yeah. that's all about culture for us and how we can make this place a better place to work. Absolutely. I think the merging of your interests with your career is something that this industry and this company specifically allows you to do in much easier, being able to kind of include them as part of your career. Well, and I think that's what happens um, pretty phenomenal. If you put your hand up to say you want to do something, then generally we get on and do it. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's a huge bit of the... You probably don't get in some of the other places where there's, there's quite a lot of, um, uh, I guess hierarchy or, or, or role segregation mm. well, actually we welcome the fact that someone has a motivation to look at gender diversity they want to look at gender pay gap they want to look at they want to start a pickleball team you know what let's let's do it right so yeah. um so that's what makes this place very exciting that's exciting just to go back because you mentioned different roles that you've done it'd be good to, to hear from your perspective what your what your career has been a, a sort of short look at the the different areas within insurance that you've worked in um mine's not that exciting only because okay. <laughs> i started off as a casualty broker and i'm still a casualty <laughs> broker so um but but i mean the role has changed in that you know, obviously when you start your um you know you don't know anything and, and you're learning as you go and uh, i guess the defining moment for me was when um rk harrison at the time came and um approached me to come and set up a casualty division within RKH uh, by Paul Bridgewater at the time running a property team and you know that was the defining moment for me where actually I had to grow up a little bit and uh, uh, and start really focusing on some strategy yeah. and, and how we can grow out something from from the absolute start so it was a very exciting time uh, you know we were we were high-fiving each other. It was three of us. We were high-fiving each other when we won a two-pound account, and you know, and and we still do to a little to, to yeah. a lesser extent. Um, so so from from building something out from nothing to actually then you're adding on people, so that changes your role. You're adding on some 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 strategies, some division, you know, uh, other other specialties. So then your your role morphs in that mm. way as you become more of a manager of a team that's completely different to when you're starting out exactly. a completely different set of skills for for a complete novice could you give a, a lowdown of what working within ca casualty division is the kind of projects you would typically be working on and who you'd be working with 
Okay, so so the casualty division has a number of teams within it. So we have um, the, a liability team, which you know, that's uh, really insuring um, big corporations for the fact that their products or their goods might harm someone. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's uh, the team places business through all throughout the world, US, Canada, Turkey, Israel, Mexico, UK. So it's a pretty broad mix. Then we have a, a life science team doing a lot of clinical trials, pharmaceutical business. We have a product recall team. So product recall being a very large soft drinks manufacturer has an issue with their products that could cause injury. They have to recall it so you can ensure that. Uh, and then an accident health team that's really looking at um, lives really and how we can protect ships, crew, pilots, etc., etc. So it's a pretty broad church of, of business and casualty isn't means a lot of different things to different people. So different businesses will, will put different um, uh, uh, products under the casualty banner. Uh, that It seems like you would encounter a lot of potentially huge, difficult projects within that, especially if it's people being affected, you know, their health and uh, under that banner. Are there any particularly memorable projects that you've worked on in your time? Um, I think it's the the kind of the drug that doesn't leave you uh, as, as a broker is when you're trying to win a new opportunity and, mm. and you can um, find either a solution that no one's thought of that's appealing to the client and you and you win and you you you, you know you win a major client that is that's the the kind of the the drug that none of us want to give up so I think that's that's the bit where we're all very focused on our renewals and our clients. You know, this is a very much a client-focused business, uh, and they they're paramount to, to all of us. But we're also charged with growing the business and trying to expand out. So we're always looking for new opportunities, mm. be that a new territory, a new client, uh, a new product line. So, and that's that's part of my role now is helping the teams to really try and grow and find new areas. Interesting. Just thinking about the, I mean, casualty team, but the industry in general. How has the insurance industry changed? Do you think over the past, however long you've been in the business? Uh, how's the insurance industry changed? I mean, quite a few ways. I mean, COVID is a is a good example of ripping the plaster off a lot of mm. things. Things like you have to be in the office five days a week. The thing you know the hybrid working that we've got now has to be better for for for, for everyone that flexibility to allow a, a working mother to leave earlier to pick her children up and then log in later that that has been just accepted the idea that not everything has to be done on paper that we can document things electronically now rather than always having to stand in a queue to get things stamped you know that period mm. during covid of working from home has been very positive from from that respect. Um, I think gender diversity and 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 um, uh, ethnicity has changed as well, which I think is only a positive. Mm. Um, and I think insurance is 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 and and Howden certainly believe this is can be a force for good, right? Some of the work that we're doing, both in terms of um, Prince of Wales Trust, in terms of climate change, in terms of charitable initiatives, that's got to be good and I don't yeah. if I'm honest with you at the start of career I don't think anyone thought about it it was how you can make make a make a buck and, and move on I think the 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 kind of 
making a buck and moving on and not really thinking about ha- the impact of what we w- insurance impacts every single area of the world every single project has had to be insured we don't really think about the impact of without it lots of things can't happen and lots of lives would be in a very different situation so I feel like the industry is is coming round to the idea that we are actually doing something good in, in a lot of ways and I think um, you mentioned around the not just the insurance side of things being a force for good, but actually what we can be doing is, as a as a culture to be supporting. Um, and you've mentioned your keen interest in sports. So I'd be interested to hear a little bit about how you have managed to to combine um, sport wherever you can with, with what you're doing in your career. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I for... for Rightly or wrongly, I seem to have got this reputation to, to organise things. And part of it I'll credit Barnaby Rugg Price for because when we decided as RK Harrison that we were going to, we came up with this initiative that we wanted to raise a million dollars in a year for charity. So we came up with this initiative of M-Frame, which was a million dollars and we were going to do a million, it turned out, started off as a million kilometres, it turned into a million things because we didn't want to be, we didn't want to exclude the non-sporty types. But he basically said to myself and Charlie Langdale, um, you guys will be good at doing this, why don't you organise it? So, so uh, we spent the next few months thinking of these crazy ideas of how we could we could get these, uh, um, raise money and um, come up with these crazy initiatives. And so one of them was this cycling, it was a race from John O'Groats to London to finish outside Lloyd's. And we managed to get uh, all the different uh, divisions to put a team in and then we and then we decided proceeded to have a race but the the that bit aside i mean we raised a staggering amount of money i think we raised um we well, raised well over a million dollars and it was such an amazing year of so many people in the group participating in so many different events that and and everyone really keen to see how far we could push it in terms of fundraising from clients from underwriters and um, you know, we had someone row the Atlantic. We had um, people doing um, cake bakes. You know, it was absolutely everyone contributed, and so it was a, it was a phenomenal company effort. And I think that was very rewarding for everyone concerned. Um, and if you'd have seen the face of the headmistress that got a massive check for a local school in um, Bethnal Green to give them a, a, a whole new classroom that they couldn't afford, and the tears that were going on at that event, it was it was amazing. So. Um, I think that just inspired a lot of us to do more as a business to help both local communities and also some larger charities. Absolutely. And it helps the culture as well if there's if there's some things like that going on. I can imagine that it's great for team building um, and, you know, meeting other people from around the business. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're cycling around Goodwood Racetrack at three o'clock in the morning with a bunch of people you've never met before, it is definitely quite a... Um, a, um, uh, you know, you you're embracing everyone's part of that, right? So, um, so it's 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 great to do different things that take people out of their comfort zone, and exposes, you know, exposes some characters. Frankly, as someone that runs a business, you know, you see some leaders in that uh, at that time where you don't necessarily expect to look at Absolutely. three o'clock in the morning cycling around. A could you tell? Could you tell me what the Goodwood? thing was what were you doing so that was a, so that was a, a, a another crazy idea that came up with which was we'd cycle for 24 hours in teams around um, Goodwood Racetrack 
uh, to raise money for um, uh, you know our charity of, of the year at the time. And so <clears throat> we've done it twice now. And I think last time we had about 450 people do it. We got underwriters to put teams in. But the, the only rule was you had to have two people on the track at all times from your team. So um, so you've obviously got some exceptional uh, you know cyclists out there that that one guy did about 22 of the 24 hours himself. Um, but, but you've also the beauty of it is you've also got people that did a lot less and, and tootled around but did some key laps and did and, and contributed so um, it was a very worthwhile very um, rewarding experience I think for, for most people so it sounds amazing I can imagine being up at that that early in the morning cycling and would really bond you with the other people that you're doing it with which is always good for if you're also going to be working with them come Monday exactly. to have those those kind of experiences are there so I know that you've done quite a few of these is there a um, a favorite or most memorable sporting or fundraising event that you've been involved with well we do do quite a lot I mean we have the we have the uh, Lloyd's Rugby Sevens where we put a, a rugby sevens team in we've got the netball team that run in parallel to that um, we've done internal triathlons um we just did the uh the help for heroes ride to dunkirk but virtually so in the office so we, we do try and embrace a number of different tar- charities the the key to a lot of these things is appealing to a wider base as mm-hmm. possible so obviously you have some quite niche ones um but i think cycling seems to be something that actually does appeal to the kind of the beginner and the, and the advanced so actually it seems to some of those events work quite well but the triathlons are quite good fun you know got quite competitive the different business units competing um i think uh the, the uh, rkh crew still got the cup though so that's the main thing i was going to ask which business yeah. unit won yeah <laughs> could uh, you guess yeah exactly <laughs> there's there's uh now in fairness it's all quite good banter and um I think a little bit of internal competition is no bad thing. No, definitely not. And I can imagine there's quite a few competitive people within this building that are happy to get involved if it's a competition involved. Definitely. <laughs> Which is good. Would you, so would you, if someone else was in your position, they had long been so mainly interested in sports and found themselves thinking about their career, would you think that this is a good industry to be in to be able to have that balance and, and satisfy that part of your interests? Yeah, I think I, I think insurance is, is an amazing, um, still kind of an amazingly kept secret, really, for for a lot of people. It's not it's not a one job. You must be a broker. I mean, the opportunities we have now with I think fourteen thousand odd people within within the Howden business are so varied. So yes, we've got some ex professional sportsmen that decide they want to be brokers but we've also got lawyers we've got um, you know accountants we've got management consultants we've got um, we've got a nurse you know I'm just thinking of people that mm. I work closely with so actually there is there is a wide variety of of people within a business doing different skills you know yeah. not everyone is doing the same thing there's marketing there's 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 legal there's comms there's there's a whole slew of different jobs within insurance and I think that's what appeals to such a wide base of people Absolutely. Actually, the brokers are a really small element of, of who, who exists to make the cogs turn. Exactly. And, and yeah. And, and, and crucially, I think what's something I massively believe in is that if we want to appeal to a wide client base, then we have to have a, a wide um, uh, base of personalities because 
not everyone's going to like me, you know, in terms of prospects, but they might hopefully like my my colleague who's, you know, so if everyone looks, sounds like me, then actually that's the only, mm. that's the client base we're going to appeal to. So for me, it's really important that we've got a wide, um, uh, a wide diverse panel of people and personalities within each team. Absolutely. And are you specifically, I, obviously you'll be trying to, get a variety of people within your team what are the some of the backgrounds or skills that you look for when you're trying to get someone new into the team so obviously results school results i mean we have plenty of school leavers as well as university grads so it doesn't just mean a grad but you know that that uh, has bearing personally and i'll give away my trade secret there for them because i do do a lot of interviews is i actually put a lot more stock in what people have done outside of that so where have they shown initiative mm. where have they actually um, just done something that isn't just school life you know Duke of Edinburgh okay great um, but I think you know I've, I've seen a, a lot of different CVs where people sleep and I think the one I saw recently someone had slept on the floor of Majestics for a week because they'd had a flood and, and he wanted to get it back up running in time for this so he slept on the floor of that for a week to get it and I thought that was fantastic right that shows great initiative as someone that was only it was only a part time job but actually was prepared to to go and do that so just demonstrating that I think is quite vital I think that that's someone we spoke to mentioned kind of echoed that sentiment in that a lot of things can be taught but the mindset is something that is harder to teach someone and that kind of mindset is really important and the, the sim similar thing you get with sports the this kind of skills you'd learn through playing sport uh, throughout your childhood are, p are probably quite valuable for working life as well yeah I, I think there's for the people that succeed in this business I, I strongly feel you know it's the ones that put their hand up and say I'll do that um, rather than wait for it to be handed um, on, a, on a platter so I think that's certainly something that, that I look for in a, in, a, in a CV or in an interview is someone that actually is just showing that initiative to go out and get it themselves I think that's yeah I think that's great and kind of echoes what we're trying to to get across and I think it would um the yeah it's it's great to see that you're looking at diverse um backgrounds and actually what they've done extra as opposed to the grades that they've got or the work experience they've got necessarily um just thinking about the the, the charitable fundraising bits that you get involved with What's the? How do you see the future of that evolving with Howden's involvement or your involvement? Are there any things um, that you'd like to be doing in the future for, in that side of things? Uh, I mean, I don't. Th I think Howden is only going to do more and more, if, if I'm honest. With you. And, and as I think, where David is so inspirational is he's very much wants to. It's not about one person, and it's it's about the business and. And as uh, I think he said before, you know, this is not 14,000 people, it's 14,000 families. And so actually engaging with the population of, you know, uh, uh, sorry, as in our, uh, our employees and their families, I think is going to be much more inspiring. Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we want to create a business that people are proud to work for. So I, I'm pretty positive and it's above my pay grade but I'm pretty positive David's not going to retract his uh, his 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 willingness and his desire to to want to raise more funds for charity so I think as we grow and as we grow internationally it, it allows us more um, 
you know, to, to expand out the charities maybe that are supporting, maybe look at some more of local local um, specific things. When that's that's exciting for the group as well. Absolutely. So, um, I would encourage everyone. You know, yes. Some people do it on the side of their desks as, a, as an ancillary to their day job, but now actually we're of a size where we've got events teams and marketing teams that can help with it. So actually we can we can grow what we're doing and, and get um, bigger. Yeah, exactly. Out of interest, do the do the team that work on in the sports side of insurance are they particularly good at the sports things? Uh, a question I've been thinking they, about. They, 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 there's definitely a few ex sportsmen in the sports team. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure they definitely get involved, but I, they're, uh, they're a maturing business, so they're probably, you, in time, they'll probably dominate all of them, yeah. I imagine. I was wondering whether there was a stereotypical team that would end up being great at the, the sports events, but maybe not so much. Uh, no, I, there's some amazing, I mean, it's not all about sport. We're, we're kind of focusing on that today, I guess, but there is some amazing sportsmen within this business who have either retired and, and seeking a second career, uh, or uh, do it alongside a, mm. uh, alongside a sporting role. That's great. Is there um, a kind of common myth about the insurance industry? Yes, I think it, I think the myth that's been hopefully expunged is that it's an old boys industry and it's all kind of old school mm. tie stuff. I think that's long gone, and certainly in Howden, I believe that's long gone. Mm. I can't speak for every other um, part of the industry. And and per my earlier comment, I think it. It now appeals to a huge different base of talent, both male, female, um, and I, I think so. It's, it's an incredibly exciting place to, to work, and I think the number of youngsters we've got coming through this business now that are of a calibre that we would never have uh, uh, have hired twenty years ago, I think it's hugely exciting. Absolutely. So I'm waiting to work for them, basically. Yeah, waiting for them to be running the show. And um, what do you think, you met, we mentioned a few times about culture and, and the people coming through. What do you think makes um, makes Howden a good place to work or the culture or just anywhere? What makes a good team? What, what are the elements that are kind of important? What makes a good team, I think, I think there's it's got to be mutual respect. There's got to be an understanding and... and uh, you know, I guess a fundamental kindness to, to how the team operates. I think from a from a business perspective at Howden, I think it's got to be it's top down, isn't it? You know, you can't you can't shout culture at everyone and then and then not preach it yourself or not actually carry it through yourself as as, as a business leader. So I'm very confident that the culture in this place is is fantastic, and, and actually we spend so much time. Uh, focusing on it to try and improve it sometimes not quite recognizing how good it is here mm-hmm. and, and actually sometimes it's when we hire external people who come in and go you guys beat yourself up but you are so much better than my last place so I think that's always quite nice to hear that actually we're trying to get some marginal gains as Clive Woodward uh, coined um, but not it's not bad yeah it's pretty it's pretty good compared to to our peer group I agree I think that a lot of people come back to this business if they leave they come back which I think is a good sign um or that that happens with with our team anyway and I think it's a it's the culture that you kind of take for granted over time but it's so important for for building teams and you're right about the top down you need to be the one out there cycling at 3am for anyone else to even consider it within your team um which I think is really valuable 
the just thinking about the future so this can span the kinds of areas that the business is going to go in but also how the industry is going to change what do you think is going to change for insurance the insurance industry and and for the casualty team potentially over the next five ten years well i think the big obvious one is tech and and we're all um juggling juggling how we can be more efficient you know as i said earlier the the not relying on face-to-face negotiations for every single transaction has certainly helped. And I think there is going to be, there has to be an element of efficiency in the process of documentation and, and, and getting some of maybe the smaller business quoted and bound electronically. So I think that's the, that's the big uh, area of, well, I guess, battleground is almost, is probably a better mm-hmm. phrase. You know, Howden are investing a huge amount in that and, and, and hopefully very successfully. We've certainly got a number of um, exciting projects off the ground, including one in casualty. So where that goes, though, is you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch. You know, are we are we going to have a, a meerkat or a, a tenor representing Howden on on television? Uh, maybe maybe we will. Maybe we'll have a you know, one of David's cows or something yeah. uh, as, as as our as our um, advert. But um, I, I do think that's the battleground that the the person that gets it right, the broker that gets it right, will have a significant leap mm. onto onto the competitors so you know and, and that again points to why our hiring process will probably change right because actually we need people that are tech savvy um and we need people that can maybe write code or can 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 understand these these systems much better than than myself absolutely i think more and more people are hiring specialists in either the fields or the, the or tech rather than someone from a broker background so it's kind of you know more about the industry you're going to be working in do you understand that so yep. you know people from ngos in the climate uh, risks team for example and i think that's really exciting we'll create a diverse more diverse work- workforce well and as my uh, you know as the career guy will tell my my eldest at school or well, the parents of the of my you can't even think of the jobs that your kids are going to do because they haven't been created yet so yeah. actually don't think accountant lawyer fireman it's it's you don't know what it's going to be yet it's industry exactly choose your kind of your interest and see if you what jobs exist within that which is really exactly. interesting and insurance will always exist within every industry i hope so somewhere i hope so which is great um so i think i think it'd be great to hear if you thinking about people entering potentially the world of insurance either from a traditional you know I want to be a broker background or a specialist in a certain industry or they work in marketing or they're um, they can code or they're you know data analyst what's the kind of advice that you would give to people around 18 potentially younger who are who are thinking about their career and um and is that sorry? Is that to come into Howden specifically, or just insurance as a, as a general? I'd say both. Yeah, Let's okay. go both. Um, I think to kind of marry in what, what I said earlier, you know, sh- putting something on your, you know, getting a CV that is beyond just I went to school and here are my grades. I think is vital. Uh, I mean, it's quite topical for me. It's, it's the summer holidays at the moment, so go help your parents and get that on your CV. Be useful, um, but. Uh, no, and I think, joking aside, I think there is so much that people can show some unique characteristics or some unique skill sets that 
they might be surprised how that could really appeal to an employer. So I think don't be shy about that. Be 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 brave and be confident in your um, you know your assertion of, of of where your skills lie, because you don't. Not everybody needs to look look and sound the same. Because actually, you know, I have to say, twenty years ago, I'm not sure I'd have I'd have I hadn't even thought about hiring a data analyst in in, in my teams. But but we do. We have we have a number of data analysts in our teams now. Um, so again, it's just that it is a different skill set to what yeah. we traditionally would would hire. So that's that should be encouraging for a wider base of people that insurance could be for me. That's great. And why insurance? Why is it a good industry to be getting into? Because it's it is it's a fantastic it's a fantastic industry that allows a great balance of you know, client interaction, team interaction. Um, it it doesn't. I don't think confine you to one path. Um, you know, in a, in a business like this, if you if you, if if one path isn't appealing to you, then you, then you can you can move, you can change geographies, you can change teams, you can change roles. So I think insurance is one of the one of the few businesses that's incredibly flexible. And actually, once you're in, it's it it seems to find the right route for you eventually. And I think that's that's got to be good for someone coming into this into this. Um, or considering insurance as a sector because if you're anything like me you haven't got a clue what you wanted to do so why not try something and, and, and see if it appeals and you'll be able to marry up your interests somehow within somehow. it exactly and, which yeah. is which is such a uh, you know a positive thing especially if you're young and you can't imagine what you're going to be wanting to do in 10 years time there might be a role that would fit within everything you're interested in within the industry yeah and I think for so some of the younger generation that we've employed recently a lot of the appeal for Howden to them does very much seem to be about what else they can do to um, you know uh, uh, be part of a committee um, or, or part of a charitable initiative or the volunteering days that we do they want to help in a soup kitchen and so I think that that's you know that that's that's got to be incredible and it's got to make everyone feel better about themselves I think and, and about what they're doing for others that's got to be important absolutely thank you so much I think that sure. um, you've given us so much to another aspect that we don't really think about which is the, the sort of extracurricular side of, of a career and the other as- the things that you can get involved with sports fundraising um, but also the diversity of, of, of careers you could have with insurance as well so thank you very much Mark it's been great to chat to you thanks for having me thank you cheers